Welcome to the new season of the Live Your Spa Life Show. The SPA and Spa Life stands for Seek Power Always, that divine power within you to do what you're here to do. The theme for this season is intentional living. Amazing people like you share ways to live by design and with purpose to ensure that this short ride of life occurs with choice, physically, financially, spiritually, and in your relationships to create a world-class life. In these times of uncertainty, it's time for you to move past the distractions and start trusting yourself more through your God-giving knowingness. No one truly knows better what's best for you than you. In this season, you'll have plenty of examples of people choosing their best life and creating a positive impact through intentional living. Thank you for sharing your precious time with us and being part of the Live Your Spa Life conversation. With us today is Gagan Gupa, whose mission is to empower 10,000 senior executives, professionals, and conscious business leaders to achieve their full potential. In a world of 360 degrees transformation, Goggin's journey from the brink of suicide to becoming a guiding light for conscious leaders and senior managers is a story in and of itself. With unwavering courage and adding to a unique blend of spirituality, Goggin helps others break free from the clutches of imposter syndrome and embrace life filled with abundance, high self-worth, and a revitalized mindset. Goggin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Diane. Happy to be here. Good to have you here. I'd love for us to jump into in a time in the world where there is an unsuppressed uh, unsurpassed experience of anxiety and suicide and depression, you know, people can really use ways to maneuver through that. So I'd love for you to share your story. Sure. So um, I was a senior executive for about 21 years before I tried to commit suicide last year, Diane, because I was laid off. And after I laid off, I, I took it quite personally. I didn't know what to do I didn't know who to turn to. People I just hired out of their stable jobs, they also lost their jobs. But it wasn't because of me. But at the time, I didn't know how to make sense of it. And I went into an emotional turmoil. I let fear overtake me. And I went into depression, four months of darkness, anxiety, pills, stress, and on an emotional toll and became suicidal. It was a very hard time in my life. And then after four months, I realized that this is not a way to live. And the personal development junkie inside of me came back. So when I was 13 and the other kids were playing cricket on the streets of New Delhi, India, breaking glasses of the moving cars, I was inside reading Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy. Now that didn't die. It was just subdued by the corporate career I had. That all of a sudden just came back to me. And then I started to revitalize my own career into career coaching. I stumbled upon people who were 10 times, 20 times, 100 times more successful than me. I didn't understand why, but now I do. Because when you exude a certain energy or vibration, you start to meet the people at the same wavelength. So does that answer your question, Diane? It does. And it begs another question in terms of when, you know, when someone's flat on their back and they are feeling like a, a dark night of their soul and they don't know where they're going to get the next breath or, you know, things feel very heavy on their chest. You know, you yeah. were able to reach to a bit of life 
and and light that you had in your background as a way to grab the next step. So for yeah. someone who maybe hasn't created that structure for themselves, um, yes. what do you recommend that some things that they have in place before that can happen to them so they also have that point of light to reach to? Great question. So I have one word for that, and then I'll explain. And the word is courage. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of courage to believe in myself. It took a lot of courage to accept where I am. It took a lot of courage to accept 100% responsibility. And the road to healing begins with acceptance And the only way I could make sense of what was happening is accept that I am responsible for 100% of what is happening with my life. And Diane, that took a tremendous amount of courage, which is why I'm now into coaching executives, senior leaders, and conscious business leaders, because one of the most misunderstood items or list of activities that leaders do is actually courage. Mm -hmm. Yes. Courage is not the absence of fear. This is my favorite line. I'm very passionate about it. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is doing what's necessary despite the presence of fear. So in my first podcast this year in February 2023, and probably still on YouTube or Google, if you type, are you the cow, are you the bull, Gagan Gupta, and I'll come up over there. In my first podcast, I was shaking underneath my waist, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. we are afraid. All of us are afraid most of the time. And as you grow in life, you will have imposter syndrome with you all the time. The key is not to stop it. Mm. Key is to understand it and grow with it and stop trying to fight it. Because the Japanese principle says just flow with life. Right. But it's not easy. So I understand your question how to put a structure. The first thing you do is you accept where you are. You stop fighting because when you when you continue fighting, you do not accept where you are and you cannot change with the same set of circumstances that created the darkness, right? As Albert Einstein said. So you have to create a different set of circumstances. And the way you do it is through courage. One of the other things you need, which I didn't think of, is you've got to have people who love you. Mm-hmm. You've got to have people who back you and say, I got you back. And the way to get people to love you is you love them first. Imagine all the CEOs of the world, all the leaders who keep saying, I don't know why employees keep leaving. I don't know why do I don't have loyal people, right? I don't know why my employees don't love me. My message to them is love them first. Mm-hmm. And they will love you back. But you have to give first. Yes. Well, and that goes back to Dale Carnegie, right? You know, people need to know that you know, like, and trust them, you know, and so when they feel that in you, then it's not just about, you know, having a job, it's that they feel part of the community, they feel valued, they feel that they're giving input. And so, you know, a lot of times people will have family that is that, but sometimes you have to create your family too. And, you know, as we know, we become the five people we're, we're closest to. So who are the people that are in our back pocket, who have our back and that we have have theirs as well. And they say that, you know, the most blessed people in the world are those that have those one or two people that they can call at two in the morning, no matter what's going on. And I think that that is also something to have in, in the arsenal with that. And I love your view on being able to face the fear. I mean, 
you know, Carrie and I talk about this on the police department, right? We didn't have the option of like, oh, we're not going into, you know, that call, right? You have to, you know, have the the strategies and you have to have the mindset that you're going to feel it, but that you're going to do that anyway. And you also talk about um, facing facing obstacles as the actual way to move through fear. So can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Absolutely. So, um in regards to facing obstacle, because that is the only way, is I go back to what I said before, Diane, that if you're supposed to do an activity, the only way you're going to know if, if it's going to work or not is to actually do it. How many people do you know of in your own circle that are trying to quit smoking for more than 30, 40, 50 years? Mm-hmm. Well, and I the answer everyone's done with that in mind, but I see it when I see it more when I travel, actually, where I'm like, wow, there are, there are actually people in the world still smoking. <laughs> yeah. How many people do you see who've been trying to try different diets and trying to lose weight for more than a decade or decades? Mm. My yep. recent client is 68 years of age and he's ready to shoot himself with a gun because he didn't try his passion out of singing since he was 18. That's five decades, Diane. And the answer was very simple. Just do it. Mm. You just got to do it. And if you ask smokers who've actually given up, the most common answer would work is not rehab, is not any kind of pills or patch. It's cold turkey. You'll vomit for five days, you'll feel bad, your stomach will be upset, but after five days, something will happen. It goes back to taking responsibility for who you are. It goes back to taking responsibility for people around you. For me, the answer was in coaching others. And the universe always puts the person in front of me with the same problems as me because the universe wants to coach me through my clients. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, and as you talked about, uh, you know, when you were going through that that challenging period, um, talk about a little bit more about that journey and what that looked like as far as that journey of self-discovery. Because a lot of times we talk about when we're out of alignment or we're feeling disempowered and things aren't working. But what are some more of those steps that people can like move into to actually get on the other side of that? Great question. And my coaching journey actually began with nine months of no income. And I'm very happy to share that because I was totally misaligned with what I was doing. But here's a shortcut for your viewers and the audience. It's actually very simple. It goes back to, again, the Japanese principle of if you do what you love, if you do what you can be paid for, if you do what the world needs, and if you do what are the biggest pain points according to you and you combine them, that's the sweet spot. So here's the structure. You write down top five things in your life that are most important to you. For me, it's my spirituality. It took me nine months to realize, Diane, so it's not easy. It takes a bit of time. Spirituality, family and friends, making a difference to other people's life, health, and then wealth. Mm -hmm. Before, I was only going after money. So when I told the universe I need money, I was basically saying I have scarcity in my life. And those were the kind of customers I was attracting. 95% of what's happening outside of you is a reflection of what's happening inside of you. So if you're upset with someone, chances are you're upset with yourself. 
Circling back to the structure, if you can write down honestly what the five things are, most important things in your life. So for me, it's spirituality, family and friends, making a difference, health, and then wealth. Then if you have any to-do list linked to these five activities, it will get done because what you've just done, Diane, is you've reordered your priorities. This is the number one reason the to-do list never gets done. Yes. Because either they are not linked, right, or they are not linked with your top five most important activities. Mm -hmm. For somebody else, it could be your spouse, then kids, then your dog, then your business, then spirituality, right? So it's horses for courses. Every individual will have their own different five topmost things. And then what you do is you write down why they're important to you. So this is actually a written exercise. Mm -hmm. yes. I reserve this um, this uh, this idea for my one-on-one -on -one clients, but I really want to make this available to everybody because my one of my core needs is making a difference and abundance. So once you've written down your top five most important things and why, then you write down why it lights you up. Mm -hmm. Once you've written down why it lights you up, then you write down what will be the benefit to you if you achieved all of those five things. Right. Right. So we're going in sequence. I'm very happy to give you a PDF after this so that People can download or look at it on the website or Spotify or, or whatever. But the next step then is to write down why it lights you up, what's important, what difference will it make to you, to your family, to your employers, to your windows, to everybody. And then what will it do to your self-esteem? Yeah. You were talking about alignment before. If you are doing everything in your life, with those five topmost activities, my question to you is, are you in alignment or not? Absolutely. You probably are, right? And then you write down, how can you be accountable? How can you be accountable? Because you will fall off the wagon. You will behave off the wagon. So you actually write down, this is called a master gold blueprint exercise. And it's so good that every single client who's tried this exercise has come out the other end quite successful in a very short period of time, Diane. It took me nine months to realize this. Mm -hmm. So you're spot on when you say that more than 80% of the people do not live their lives in harmony or balance. But with this structure, not only you get balance, but you get harmony because even when you're working, you're still living your life. Mm -hmm. So the concept of work-life balance is actually a little bit flawed. The yes. concept should be about harmony. If you're harmonious in everything you do, aligned with your top five things, very hard to fail, mm -hmm. right? And then you write down how can you behave off the wagon and then things that will get you back. So an example is for me, I'm very analytical. So my imposter syndrome, my old Guggen comes back immediately. So whenever I'm growing, next step, and I become a better version, the old Gagan comes back because it's comfortable. That's a comfort zone. So for me, the way to get back is read a list of my 100 plus positive testimonials mm -hmm. or changes that I've caused at other people. Because when I read that to my brain, that's proof that I'm doing something good in the world. Does that make sense, Diane? 
Yes, absolutely. And I'd love to know, how do you distinguish between like, uh, like what's the difference between those like five values and your three core needs? How, how, how are they different or are they the same? Great question. So for me, they are different and it might require some some coaching to do that. But at a high level, you just take a pen and paper and do what Brian Tracy says, divide the paper in half. On the left-hand side, you start writing what's important to you. As I said, for me, spirituality, family and friends, making a difference, health and then wealth. And on the right-hand side, and you can look up on the internet, a list of values or core needs, like making a difference, spirituality, uh, abundance, prosperity, um, health, uh, adventure, enthusiasm, joy, peace, love. So there's plenty of places on the internet where you can find lots and lots of these. And then all you have to do is pick top 20 of those values, pick top 10, pick top five. So it's a process of elimination. And then you pick top three. And then you sequence them in order of one, two, three. For me, my core need is abundance to create an abundance for myself and for others. Every activity I do in my life is leading to an abundance. And as Simon Sinek says, that's my why, Diane. I live my life with my why as the core need. My what is making a difference. That's my second core need. And my third core need is spirituality. And that's my how. So how do I get into every situation? It's through my intuition and spirituality. If I feel connected, I do it. Second, is that activity making a difference to other people's life? If the answer is yes, tick, I do it. Third thing, is that activity leading to abundance for me and others? That's fine. I do it. So right now I've got three pillars to my coaching business. It's one-on-one coaching. It's group coaching for businesses. So I've started three groups in the last three months. And then the third is the webinar workshop pillar of my business. All three activities are in sync with my core needs and tied up with my top five important things in my life. So I'm going to take a pause there and see if that resonates. How do you hear that, Diane? Yeah, it absolutely does. It's, it's actually one of the tools I, I utilize with my clients as well, because if you don't know like what actually matters to you and like what are you passionate about and what that actually looks like, uh, I think it's so important to do that. And, you know, I, I was, as you were talking about that, I know some of the distinctions that is helpful for people is, you know, that distilling process, right, of coming from that 20 down to that three. And, you know, I find that that is uh, a helpful process to do with someone else, you know, with a coach or somebody, because you're asking them, like, you know, if you could have one and not the other, you know, which one would you have, right? There's a process of distilling that and also seeing how does it apply in your life. So if, let's say that we both have spirituality and you get to the defining aspect of it, how you express spirituality in your life and how I do it may be different. And it's in that definition and how it actually gets applied to our life is really what makes the difference in each of us having that unique experience of of what that looks like. So I think it's really important that additional writing aspect of it to put down what that looks like. And I think also, like I will say, one of the best and most important business tools is your calendar, because your calendar is a reflection of your life. And a lot of people, when they look at their calendar, they say what they have to do versus what they get to do. So if you say that, you know, spirituality and your family are, you know, important to you, is it on your calendar? And what does that activity look like? So we do have clues and ways to look at our life in a way that it gets reflected 
uh, that is actually, so we are in alignment with that. So when you make those choices and you actually get to see that's what that looks like, when you take the next step and let's say you're making goals or priorities in your life, how are you distinguishing between moving forward that's in alignment with your goals and values and other things that that come in as potentially distractions? Great question. So first of all, I want to circle back to the question you, you asked about indirectly about how do you get from 20 to 3? And a shortcut or a hack is you ask yourself a question. So let's say you're deciding between two core values or core needs. Let's say it's between spirituality and making a difference. The hack is to ask yourself, are you more spiritual because you're making a difference? Or because you're making a difference, you're spiritual? Mm. And there can only be one answer. Yes. Great distinction. And when you get that answer, and when you get that answer, that's how you get from 20 to 15 to 10 to 3. Now, to your other question, the way you move forward and reduce distraction is I'm going to share three laws with your viewers today. These laws have changed my life. As I said to you before, I started vibrating as a different energy. And that energy started to attract people who are 100 times more successful than me, Diane. And these are the three laws that changed my life. And they'll answer, hopefully, every single question you just asked. First is the law of the architect. So you have to be the architect of your business, which means that for a certain amount of time, you can work in the business. But after a certain amount of time, your plan should be to work on the business. Otherwise, you're creating a monster. Yes. So we create a business so that we can lead happy lives. We can make enough money, go on holiday, spend time with the family. But what happens is we create a monster. After a while, our family forgets who we are. Agreed. Right? So one of the ways you do that is to follow the law of the architect. And the architect means that once you're able to, an example is you hire a VA. You delegate. If you have employees, and you just don't have to delegate to your employees. You could delegate to your kids, to your wife, to your spouse, to a friend. It's a smart way of doing business, right? The second law is the law of exchange. Mm. And there's four kinds of exchanges. There's criminal exchange. There's partial exchange. There's abundance exchange. And there's fair exchange. I live my life with abundance exchange. So abundance exchange is if I sell you a pen and it's $10 and you pay me $10, but I give you something else with it like a golden clip that came with it, right? So that's a Bunsen's exchange. When you live your life in the Bunsen's exchange, you're always yeah. in harmony with the laws of the universe because when you give more than you receive, the universe has funny ways of giving you back what you want. Yes. So that's the law of exchange. The third law is the law of the rabbits. And the law, and this is incredibly important law for businesses who are, launching into new businesses trying to scale or who are just catching their tail because the two rabbits are making a living versus doing what you love mm -hmm. we start a business because we want to do what we love our passion but often we're catching a tail because how many times a business is thinking about you know the tears of um uh, in showers about how am i going to pay employees in the next payroll yeah what if i can't do the delivery of the product in time right? We are often chasing our tail. And the plan should be that you go after the first rabbit. So the structure is that you decide how much do you need 
for your living expenses. And this is for new business owners when you're launching into your new business or you're in your first year or two, right? It could, for some people, it's 13 years and they're still struggling. They're maxed out on their five credit cards and don't know what to do. So here's my structure. You follow the law of rabbits and you decide on how much do you want. Let's say you need five grand. So you spend the next 12 to 24 months on that. You make a system, hire a coach, have a mentor, talk to your friend, or just do what Brian Tracy says. Again, take a page, divide it in half, write down 10 activities that you could do that can help you get $5,000 with less than 10 hours of work a week in 12 to 24 months' time. Now, the answer won't come to you straight away, but it will come in time. Because where attention goes, energy flows. It's amazing, Diane, how this works, right? You said to me three uh, a year ago that I'll be starting three groups, and every group is about 30 people. And I'll be lecturing on the laws of spiritual success to those people or teaching corporates about public speaking and effective communication. I would have laughed. But that is all happening right now. Yeah. It didn't happen straight away. It happened because I put pen to paper, it happened because I learned these laws. So in a year from now, I'm not quite there yet, to be honest, but in a year from now, I would have put things in place that will give me what I need with less than five hours of work a week, meaning the remaining 35 to 40 to 50 hours a week, I can then focus on doing what I love, creating generational wealth and following my passion. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Take a there and see that. How do, how do you hear that? Uh, I, th I think it's just a beautiful way of, you know, creating uh, a life, you know, and not just a business, right? We are multidimensional people. And when we get clear on why we're here, what gives us energy, what is it is like core to our, our divine assignment, once we get clear on that and create the structure for that, then, you know, working is playing, you know, connecting with the family, you know, doing the things that, that is, mean so much to us it actually has more of an impact because if people feel it reminds me of the parable where you have like one person is like um building on bricks and they ask me like what are you what are you building and i say oh i'm building a building and then you ask someone else you know what are you building like i'm building a cathedral right it's all about what is that result and what is it that you're looking to create in your life and when you know what that cathedral is and you know what your path is and taking the time to do that work of being able to distill down to those three things, then you're on fire, then you're on passion, then you're really looking at what it is that you are creating in your life. Uh, which reminds me, one of the things I always love to ask is speaking of, of creating in your life is that we have different experiences in our bedroom versus our kitchen or our office. What's your favorite room in your home and why? Um. Great question. I think my favorite room in my home is my study where I have the books because it's sort of a passion I had. As I was saying before, when I was 13, I was a PD junkie, but then I forgot about it. And since my life took a turn last year, I just started buying books again and, and reading it. And my favorite book right now, I think it's going to be for a very long time, is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I'm very jealous because he was only 23 when he wrote that. <laughs> um, and it's one of the amazing, according to me, arguably one of the best PD books ever written. And uh, with your permission, Diane, I'd like to share a story. Please. Which is not out of the book, but uh, you, something, you said, something you said before that resonated, and I want to share that with the viewers about um, courage. 
And I'll, I'll, I'll do that um, by saying um, there were two kids in a village, two brothers. One was 18, one was nine. And they were playing. And while playing, they got about 10 kilometers away from the village. And they came across an old well. Now, because both are kids and they're playing and they're brothers, they got inquisitive. The taller brother was trying to look into the well and he fell. The younger brother, who's just nine, he didn't know what to do. So there was a lot of crying and yelling for two hours, but the village was 10 kilometers away. After that, he found a rope. So he realized if he threw the rope inside the well, there's a chance the brother can come out. But then the brother is taller, stronger, bigger. So what do you do? Anyways, five hours later, after sweat and blood, the big brother was out. They walked back to the village. Everybody was worried. And they told them what happened. And everybody was in awe. And everybody said, how the hell did you manage to pull the bigger brother out? No one knew the answer. There was a guy over there who was the most eldest person. And he said, because no one was there around the little guy to tell him it can't be done. Mm, beautiful. And this is such a powerful story. We surround ourselves with a reality that it can't be done. An example is one of the most feared topics in the world is public speaking. And fear itself requires imagination. So what we do is we go into the future, we imagine people throwing tomatoes at us, we bring that reality into our current reality, and we make it our reality right now. So as a person, our reality changes, therefore our personality changes. But if you don't have people around you telling you it can't be done, or you separate yourself from those people or activities or distraction, and you keep telling yourself it can't be done, you'll be amazed at the results. Mm, so good. I, I love it. We, we could go on talking about this for, for hours, as I can tell. And I know that our listeners are going to want to stay in contact with you. How can they best do that? So it's through uh, two mediums, through my website. It's fasttrackyourcareer.com.au. And if they go on the website, then there'll be a link to my LinkedIn and they can connect me with LinkedIn or send me a message. And they can also download a checklist I have on my website that might help them in the journey. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, as you know, our theme for this season is intentional living. In what way are you living an intentional life today? Great question. So I, I have to go back to two things is courage and having the discipline to stay in the present. Because when you stay in the present, you have an amazing sense of calm, Diane. It's a very hard thing to do, but if you stay in the present, I'll be bold enough to say 80% of our problems will go away. Because we either live in the past of the things we should have done, but we all know we can't change it, or we live in the future and think about what if I don't get this client? What if this product doesn't sell? What if this marketing doesn't work, right? There's so many what ifs, but if you can learn to live in the present and have the courage to just have a go, to just have a go. All the gurus in the world, and we go back to the Stoics of 1800s, they all might disagree on things, but they agree on this one thing alone. Have a go, have the courage and you will see amazing results will happen. Beautiful. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much, Goggin, for being here with us and sharing your insights and your journey. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Diane. You got it. And to our listeners out there, you know, wherever you may be, and, and I know for entrepreneurs, it could change day to day. You could be, you know, flat on your back, just looking for that light, or you may be going, wow, how, how is it that I can just figure out the three things for myself and, you know, have a plan where, you know, what are those two rabbits for me? What do I actually need to have? And am I building a business that lasts? You know, there's so many questions that can come up in the entrepreneurial journey. So if you have any of those and either myself or Goggin can support you, please reach out to us and we'd be happy to do that. And until we connect again, Live your spa life. Bye for now. Bye-bye.